It's time for the BCHL Podcast. Here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. Welcome back. We were off last week due to the short week and Thanksgiving, but we're back now with a re- more regular format after three weeks of NHL draft coverage. With that in the rearview mirror, we focus on the current extended training camp and the upcoming BCHL season. We have three great interviews on deck for you, and we'll start in Cranbrook, where the Bucks are coming off their first franchise win when they beat the Trail Smoke Eaters on Friday 3-0. Michael Hagan scored in the first period, Brendan Rodgers scored twice later in the game, and Jacob Zakarowitz made 32 saves to record the shutout to give the team their first win. We talked with the team's head coach and general manager, Ryan Donald. He was nice enough to share his thoughts about the training camp, the reaction around town, and his experience coaching and playing at Yale. Let's get right into it and hear what he had to say. Uh, so you guys picked up your first win over the weekend. Um, obviously, that was was uh, probably a, p- a big deal to the team. Maybe uh, let me know how that game went and what it was like to get that first win out of the way. No, it was it was it was a good accomplishment for our group. I think it kind of solidified, uh, you know, some of the thoughts that we were, you know, having in the room and the way we were feeling about uh, the way we'd been playing. To, to to get rewarded with a victory is is always nice. Um, you know, we've we've been going through this uh, training camp and and kind of instilling some values and and systems of play and and they're starting to, to slowly take root. But it was it was certainly nice to get the first point. So you guys have seen a lot of the trail smoke eaters lately. Um, you're obviously your your cohort just in, includes trail right now. So um, are you guys sick of sick of seeing trail yet? What it's been like? What has it been like to play the same team over and over like this? Uh, it's presented its own challenges in a unique way. I mean, they've been great uh, in accommodating with, with our, you know, obviously our limited schedule given the cohorts and, and the way that the league kind of shook out with, with who's playing who. Um, you know, we, we've obviously got trail uh, a lot uh, within our cohort given the, the geographical differences between uh, a lot of the teams that are in our cohort for uh, for this purpose. But uh, all things considered with COVID, I mean, I've, we've been stressing with our group is is that we're very fortunate to be playing anybody at this point, and you, you can look around and see a lot of leagues that aren't uh, aren't playing games, or uh, it's very limited uh, depending on province to province and, and, and even country to country. So uh, all in all, I mean, we're happy to be able to play anybody on a Friday and Saturday night and kind of get the competitive juices flowing against another team. So you guys, all of your games so far have been on the road. Obviously, there's no fans or anything, but you do have your first home game scheduled for October 30th. Are you guys looking forward to to getting into the building there and kind of uh, creating that home ice advantage, even though there's there's no fans? Oh, for sure. I think the guys are guys are excited to get into our building and be able to kind of play under our roof. Um, you know, we've got a great facility here. We're very fortunate with our with what uh, what we have. You know, at home with our with our locker room and the facility that we have. Um, so yeah, certainly excited to get in there when we can and and uh, get this, this thing up and running at home. So as most people know, uh, the BCHL this year has kind of a, an extended training camp model uh, with a, a much longer preseason uh, and then a shorter regular season. But um, from from your experience so far, what's the extended training camp been like for you guys? I think it's been great. I mean, uh, you know, as an or, a new organization, it's given us a chance to kind of um, to test things out a little bit more, which is which has been really good. But ultimately, for me as a coach, uh, the most encouraging part is that is that you get a chance to really develop. We've spent a lot more time on, on skill development and individual skills than maybe we normally would in, in a routine year where you're trying to prepare for 
for maybe two opponents on a weekend, possibly a, a midweek game as well. So to just have the, the chance where it's a little bit slower, uh, a couple of weekends where we just have the one game where we can we can focus more on the individual elements of the of the game before uh, turning our focus always to our opponent and kind of the the, the results and the competitive side of it. So um, for that purpose, it's it's been really good. I think that's been one of the uh, one of the really nice elements of it. So I know you guys have only played uh, four preseason games so far, but um, has there anyone that that's impressed you on your roster that that stood out? Maybe uh, someone you expected and they've uh, performed up to par, or someone that maybe snuck up on you a little bit? No, I, th- I think you know uh, the bulk of our roster we we've been excited about. I mean, we we came into this. You, you recruit players, you talk to players, you watch them play. Um, you know, a handful that that have played uh, junior A games, whether it's affiliate or previous seasons. Um, they're coming from all different levels too. So you're going to have guys from, from midget, uh, you got junior B, you got guys from all different uh, backgrounds coming in and, and, uh, we get to establish our standards and, and what our expectation levels are going to be like. So it's, it's been fun that way. It's been a unique challenge, but I, I would say that, you know, I, I don't want to you know single out any one individual player. I think, you know, top to bottom, we've been, we've been pleasantly surprised with, with the group that we do have and, and guys that have exceeded our expectations, and, and we're excited for that. You mentioned uh, players from, I guess, different backgrounds, junior B, junior A experience, some guys come, coming from prep schools. Uh, what's been your approach? Obviously, um, everyone is new to the team this year. You're in a unique situation where there's no returning guys, but what's been your approach to kind of get the guys to gel together and, and build that chemistry early in the season? Um, I think part of it's it's got to be happen organically within your group. The other part of it, I think, is, is setting those standards and, and uh, not making them negotiable early on. Um, you know, we've we've had a lot of uh, conversations with players, with maybe their vocal leaders, maybe their you know subtle leaders through their actions. But um, talking with everybody day to day about you know what we expect here and what's going to be uh, what's going to be acceptable and, and what is not, and, and you know obviously working with these players and helping them grow and. And because they're in a stage where some have had different levels of coaching and what the, their standards and expectations were prior to coming here. But uh, we want to set our standards with Cranberry Bucks as high as we possibly can and, and work with everybody to achieve those. So uh, it's been a fun process because everybody's had different backgrounds. Some guys were leaders on their team before. Some guys were top scorers, uh, all different elements that you're trying to combine and put together. But um, one, one part of it from a coaching staff perspective, I mean, you want to establish the, the, the guidelines and the boundaries and what you expect day to day. But at the end of the day, it's got to emerge organically from in your group and guys start to, to find their way and find their voice amongst uh, their teammates and, and hold each other accountable. I, I know there's been a, a buzz around Cranbrook since the, the announcement was made that the Bucks would be joining the BCHL. Um, now that there's games being played, I know they can't physically attend the games, but I'm sure that, uh, that excitement has grown with just being able to watch and, and follow the team along. Um, what's the uh, early reaction been like from the community there? I mean, I think everything's been positive. I mean, they're, they're like anybody else. They're excited to see a, a small sense of normalcy coming back with the sports and school and, and, uh, things like that. So it's, it's been, it's been great. Obviously they're excited to be able to have us you know, playing games here locally, I think, is is kind of the next step of that. Obviously, they want to get into the building and, and watch us play live. But uh, the support has been great. You know, uh, within the community, from our ownership, everything top to bottom has been has been very encouraging. And, and you know, certainly in a year with with COVID and some of the challenges that it's presented, uh, everything has been as positive as it possibly can be. So um, nothing but good things. Uh, you know, coming out of Cranbrook right now. 
And so it's one thing to to have your uh, home opener in the preseason, but uh, obviously the regular season is on the horizon as well. We don't have any official dates at the moment, but uh, the plan is to start in early December. Uh, when you guys do play that first home game, um, presumably in front of no fans, is there any kind of special things planned or do you guys have anything planned for that night um, to commemorate the uh, the event? Uh, there's a, there's certainly some things that I, I'm sure will be unique to that that, that game, obviously, without uh, having fans and stands makes it a bit more of a challenge. Uh, it was it was uh, scheduled to be a, a pretty exciting evening here in this community with that uh, missed out on hockey for a year. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, uh, it's, it hockey's hockey's hockey, hockey's uh, bringing that sense of normalcy back to this community. I think, uh, whether that's minor hockey or, or all the way up to our, you know, the junior A level here. So, uh, it'll be an exciting night nonetheless, and, and we'll find some creative ways to, to celebrate it. I'm sure. So for, for BCHL fans that, that haven't, uh, caught the bucks yet in their first few exhibition games, what kind of style of play, um, do you guys play and, and what, what do you look for in your team when it comes to, to playing style? Oh, I mean, there's there's a few facets of it, but uh, I mean, we're a team that likes to play aggressively. I think that's uh, a more fun way to teach. Uh, it's a more you get a little bit more buy-in from from guys when you're when you're asking them to, to get on the hunt and, and play with confidence and, and play offensive hockey. But uh, we try to balance that, you know, a little bit uh, offensive flair while also being defensively sound when we don't have the puck and and, and understanding that that our, our systems of play are, are going to be what's going to get that puck back for us and, and be able to have fun again. So. Uh, but no, we've, we've built a team that uh, we think is, is uh, it has high hockey IQ. We want guys that can think the game and, and can ultimately play play fast and be able to do that for a long time. So you, you, you yourself, like when you when you talk about coaches, and it's kind of a cliche you hear about, oh, this this coach is a player's coach, or this coach is a more of a disciplinarian. I, I won't ask you that, but what I do want to know is your approach to, to teaching players and teaching young players, uh, how do you go about that? And, and what do you think is kind of the most effective way to instill um, the, the values on and off the ice for your players? Uh, I mean, ultimately the, you, you got to get to know the kids. I think that's a big part of it. Um, that old saying that they, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care is it kind of floats around a lot, but, but it's true. I think with, with these athletes, they, they want to. Uh, they want to know that they can trust you, that you have their best interests in, at heart. So then, when you're telling them you're making corrections or you're giving them constructive criticism, it's it's from a place of uh, of positivity and ultimately from a place of, of care, where you, you're you're genuinely wanting this player to improve, or or it's not uh, you know based on frustration or anger. So uh, that's been been the strategy, and, and ultimately getting to know these guys and, and having them under under one roof. And, and I touched on it before: is is we can. We can give them the X's and O's and some structure and some some bits and pieces here and there, but ultimately, uh, you know, our group has to has to insulate itself and, and kind of rally around itself and create those standards and, and those that, that, the expectation levels that we want. And um, and then slowly but surely, it'll start to take root and, and grow. I just want to finish off with uh, a couple questions around um, your NCAA experience. Obviously, that's a, a big thing for BCHL players. Um, you played four years at Yale. You were a team captain, um, and then you were assistant coach there for five years. Obviously, that program um, has uh, some some significance to you. Um, in your own words, uh, what does that program mean to you? Well, it means it means a ton. I mean, it was it, I was I was blessed to be able to play there. Uh, I had the good fortune of, of uh, as you mentioned, being a captain my my final year. But uh, being a part of kind of a rebirth of that program was was really cool to see from from kind of day one to the end of my fourth year uh, where we were able to come from and, and, and take that program. And, 
and ultimately got to to see the standards that were set from from one side of the fence and then coming back as a coach uh, after playing and getting my feet wet at coaching was was cool to see from the other side of the fence the the thought process and, and the amount of time that that Keith puts into um, everything, all the small decisions, everything that goes on, practice plans, travel schedules, uh, everything like that, the messaging, the way things are being communicated, uh, certainly more than than you think as a player. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it, I was fortunate to, and, and owe Keith a ton for, for bringing me back to be his assistant and to give me the opportunity to learn from him and, and kind of see what makes a successful program and, uh, and, and the work that goes into that. So how do you use that experience um... – your, your NCAA coaching experience at such a high level there, how does that translate to the BCHL and your, your approach to the Cranbrook Bucks? It's, I mean, I, that's one of the big things with these guys is it's the same to me. Um, I, I think that when we're recruiting, when we're talking to players and their families about coming here, obviously they're, they're aware of the BCHL. They're, they're aware of the track record that it has with giving guys opportunities to play college hockey in the future. And, and ultimately, my job is now to prepare these players for that. And um, coming into our program and being here every single day is, is going to they're going to be held to the standards that you'd be held to if you were a Division One hockey player. And and ultimately, when when our guys move on, and and the hope is that everybody can reach that goal, that they have a chance to play at that level, that they're they're as prepared as possible because they they've spent you know, a year, two years, three years in that same environment here in Cranbrook. So. Um, that's been, been the model, certainly, uh, our expectation level, our standards, our, our work ethic, our practice details are all, uh, at that college level. That's, that's the way that I want to run it. And, uh, and so far it's been, uh, it's been productive for our players. Last question. Uh, I just want to ask you about, um, scouting. Um, I know mm-hmm. you, uh, you were, were at a lot of arenas, um, as an assistant coach with Yale checking out, um, BCHL players and other players um, around North America. So obviously this is a unique situation where there's um, a lot less or, or no travel for some of these scouts and, and coaches. And a lot of them are kind of having to shift to to watching players online. Um, from from what you've heard from, from other people, how are these scouts and, and co- coaches handling the new situation? I, I think that's exactly it. I mean, there's there's much less travel for them, um, obviously, with, with the border being closed, things like that, and a lot of budgets being frozen. It's, it's a challenge. Uh, but, I mean, even for our players, my messaging has been the same. I mean, the clock isn't stopping. Time isn't stopping for anybody. There's there's still players that are, are getting a year older and a year better. And uh, it's same likewise with college. They're, they're still looking for players because they're going to have to bring another class in in the fall. And uh, But I, I, I could say with, with relative confidence there's a lot more video being watched um, a lot more phone calls being made uh, just to check in and, and get intel on players and and um, utilizing the time in, in, in a different manner but in a productive manner for for guys at that level and and uh the reality is i mean for our players they've got to keep developing it's, it's not a you know a year off or, or a year where uh things slow down i mean there it's, it's a unique it's a unique 12-month period here with, with this with hockey and, and the way things have gone is it's easy to to sit uh, by the wayside and, and use COVID as a reason where you know I can't be in the gym as much or I can't be working on my shot as much. Uh, but at the end of this thing, when when we get back to normal, whenever that may be, there's going to be players that took advantage of it and found a way to to be productive and, and work on you know their weaknesses and improve their strengths. And while other people decided that it wasn't as important, and there's a real chance to make some gains. So I've been encouraging that with our players and then ultimately preaching that. 
Um, everything's being watched, uh, you know, it, it, each and every game, you know, guys have a little bit more time. They're not traveling. They're not on the road as much. Um, so they can sit through and, and, and watch more and more ships of guys and, and get to see the intangibles that are there. So um, that's that would be you know, a quick synopsis of it from, from the scouting side of things. There's a lot of video uh, relying a lot on, uh, on hockey TV and, and the broadcast that our league do. All right. Well, I appreciate the insight and I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for joining me here, Ryan. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much to Ryan Donald for the great insight. Next up, we speak with the hottest player in the BCHL, Coquitlam Express forward Greg LaPointe. LaPointe is averaging three points per game so far early in the BCHL preseason. He has seven goals and eight assists in just five games played. Last year, he was the league's top scorer among rookies with 60 points. He was a second-team All-Star and also made the All-Rookie team. He's back for his second year with the Express before he heads off to St. Lawrence University. And we were able to catch up with him after practice today. Greg, you uh, you have 15 points in the first five games of the preseason. You're leading the preseason in scoring. How have you been able to keep up that pace so far? Yeah, I think I had a pretty good time in the gym. I was getting ready to go to college. And then I'm back in Coquitlam now in uh, better shape than ever. And, I mean, I got to play with two of my line mates from last year. So I think the chemistry is there between us three. And it's just been a good a good start um so yeah th- thinking back to last year uh, you, you had a great year in the bchl you made the all rookie team you were a second team all-star uh you led all rookies in scoring um how, why do you think you were able to kind of hit the ground running like that and how much have so much success in the first season yeah i mean uh i think jason forte showed me how to be a good player in this league and showed me what habits i need i needed to be a good player in this league and just do the little details even in practices and just give your 100% every day and I also had a pretty good help with my line mates last year two vets from the BCHL and they were they just showed me like all it was in this league and I just followed them and I went I went with the flow yeah, last year's team was was an, a pretty incredible team in Coquitlam there. You guys uh, were the, the regular season leaders. You swept the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and then obviously everything got shut down because of COVID. Um, how difficult was it for you guys and the rest of the guys in the dressing room um, to not get to finish that season? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty emotional. Uh, I think we deserved it. And it was kind of taken away from us. And everyone in this room believed that we could bring it back to Coquitlam but it's out of our control and we couldn't do anything about it and there's a world pandemic right now so I mean there's bigger issues in the world so yes it's sad but at the same time it, like the world's just stopped so I mean we couldn't change anything about it uh, so y- you do have a group of players coming back from last year. Um, so do you think it's possible to kind of carry over some of that success from last year uh, with the guys that are coming back? I mean, yeah, of course. But um, guys know how to win here. They know what it feels like. And I think every night you want to get out of the game with the win. And I think we're trying to do that again this year. So you, you mentioned your coach last year, Jason Forche, but you do have a, a new coach there this year. Uh, Dan Chioffi is the head coach. What's it been like working with him and his group this year? Yeah, Dan's been uh, pretty good so far. Uh, pretty honest coach. And also we have uh, Ryan as an assistant coach. He can bring 
he brings energy to the team and he has also a lot of like when he played back he can tell us like what to do give us tips on what to do before game days and on game days and post games and i think that's pretty good for the boys here so you guys in your preseason you've already played six games in a row versus langley you have one more to make it seven in a row uh, against them what's that been like uh, playing the same team over and over again yeah i mean it's hard to beat the same team seven times in a row and we dropped one last week and Langley but I think we have to bounce back next next week this Friday tomorrow tomorrow actually and um, just not get into a game and they're pretty physical so just let's play our game and let's come back with the the win tomorrow again you guys looking forward to playing someone else and getting to switch it up a little bit yeah we're playing uh Chilliwack on Saturday so that should be that should be different and different challenge, but still are still have to play our game and just compete every night. So you uh, ch- changing topics here. You're committed to St. Lawrence University. Um, what made you decide on that school? Yeah, um, it's really close from home for me. It's only an hour and a half. Uh, and I'm going to get a really good opportunity to play right away once I I go to school there. And um, I like, like when they showed me the facilities, I just fell in love with it and it's just the right place for me. So I know there was some, some talk possibly about you, uh, you going there this off season. Um, did, did plans change? What, what happened there? Uh, and in your decision, what, what led to you deciding to coming back to Coquitlam for another year? Yeah. So at the end of the year, last year, they called me and they wanted me to go in. Uh, but with everything going on and without knowing if there was going to be an NCAA season, I decided to come back to Coquitlam and St. Lawrence kind of were in the same direction. They just wanted me to play and just boost my confidence for next year. Right. So um, t- taking it back a few years, you uh, you grew up in Quebec. Um, and I know when you moved out west here, you didn't really speak much, if any, English. Um, so what was it like for you to, to move out west and, and not really know the language at first? And um, like, how, how do you think you've kind of grown as a person since then? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a different experience. Uh, going to Stansic College for three years really helped me and just gave me a was a really good education there and I mean I was kind of struggling at the beginning but I think now I'm, I'm adapting and yeah yeah no your your English is great right now that's for sure um so you're uh you. yeah you, you're uh, I, I've, I've been told that you're a big hockey fan as well um a big sports fan in general but um who's your favorite NHL team well I'll have to go with Montreal hometown kid and yeah, I has to be my favorite team. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Um, uh, so, what are you? They've made a lot of moves this off season. Um, what are your thoughts on on the team and and how they look going forward? Yeah, I think they've made some pretty good moves, and we have some young kids coming up. And I think we're going to have a nice couple of seasons in the future. Yeah, finally, um, um, I, I also was told that you're you're a fan of the NHL, EA Sports video games. I know uh, last year when everything got shut down, the, the BCHL held a, a, an NHL 20 simulation version of, of the playoffs and had a player rep on each team. Um, is that something that you, you maybe wanted to be uh, included in but, but weren't able to? What was the situation there? Uh, 
Yeah, I would have loved playing that little sooner, but uh, I actually had to ship my Xbox back home, and that took like two weeks. So I couldn't play the series, but I uh, drew out it pretty good and won the first one, I think, and lost in the semis. Yeah, Joe Howe was the the Coquitlam Express uh, representative. Like you said, he won he won one round, lost uh, lost in the semifinals. Do you think you could have done better than your teammate there if you were playing? I'm pretty sure I could be, but we'll see. I'll play him. I'll play him this week. <laughs> Sounds good for bragging rights. All right. Well, that's all I got for you, uh, Greg. So really appreciate you taking the time before practice here, and, and good luck the rest of the season. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, Greg LaPointe, for taking the time to chat with us. That brings us to our final interview, West Kelowna Warriors forward Matthew Steinberg. Steinberg was a third-round draft pick of the Colorado Avalanche in 2019. He also played his freshman season at Cornell University last year, but with no start date currently set for college hockey, he decided to come out west and join the West Kelowna Warriors to make sure he was able to play some games. He's off to a solid start in the preseason, three goals and one assist through his four, first six games. He tells us about his transition from the NCAA to the BCHL, his NHL draft experience, and his relationship with the former BCHL MVP. Uh, so you, uh, you're six games into your preseason BCHL career. Uh, what are your early impressions of the, the hockey you see so far? Um, yeah, obviously uh, the first few games were, were a bit of an adjustment. Um, been a while since since I played, obviously, and, and been on the ice with the quarantine and stuff. But um, you know, it's been it's been good so far. Obviously, it's a, a really skilled league, and there's uh, a lot of high end players and stuff. So um, I've been impressed so far, and um, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with my choice to to come to BC here. Have you been able to get out much and and see the town? Like, what are your your first impressions of West Kelowna and the Okanagan there? Uh, yeah, I've been able to, to get out a little bit and, um, kind of see stuff, but, um, obviously I'm still, uh, still fully enrolled in, in school and stuff. So with, with that and, and hockey with practice and everything, um, it's been a little bit busy that way, but, um, I mean, so far so good, um, here in Kelowna and, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a nice, nice change of scenery, I guess, being on the, on the West coast. So I'm, I'm really happy so far. You have three goals, one assist, uh, off to a pretty solid start here. How would you assess your play so far? Uh, like I said, it's been uh, been a bit of an adjustment um, coming to junior, and um, I think a big thing is is the long long break off that that we've all had. So um, you know, obviously, there's been been moments where I've felt good, and um, you know, moments I feel a little bit rusty or, or may not have the the legs that I. I would like, but, um, yeah, I mean, obviously coming, coming into the league and, um, not, not too, too sure what to expect. Uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with my play so far. And, um, you know, I think the main thing is just, just want to keep kind of getting better each weekend and each game and, um, you know, do what I can do to, to make this the best team possible. So. So I know you've, uh, you've been playing a lot with a couple of good players there in Kelowna, John Evans, Carter Wilkie. Um, how have you gone about, building that chemistry, especially cause you, you got a bit of a late start having to quarantine for a little while. Um, how have you guys been able to build that chemistry up? Um, I think a lot of it is just, just communication, um, you know, in, in practice and stuff, it, it happens naturally, but, um, you know, I think, I think just talking to each other and, um, 
you know, getting back to the bench, whether it be in a game or in practice and just kind of going over stuff. And, you know, obviously um, the coaches are involved in all that. And, you know, we have, we have stuff that we want to accomplish as a team and as a line. So um, like I said, I think the main thing is just, uh, you know, communicating with each other and um, making sure that we're, we're kind of on the same page as best we can. So you're, you're joining another Nova Scotia product in West Kelowna there and uh, Willem DeVoe. Um, did do you have a relationship with him previous to this? Yeah, I've, uh, I've grown up pretty close to, to Willem and, um, you know, we've always kind of played against each other for the most part. And, um, you know, even in, in college last year, we played against each other as, as rivals at, at Harvard and Cornell. So, um, my relationship with him goes, uh, goes back a pretty long way. So I think that had a little bit of a factor in me coming to West Kelowna. Obviously there's, um, you know, a bit of comfort there and, having a familiar face and the guy that I've been friends with for a while. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, ha- really happy with the decision to come here and, um, you know, I think we have a, a group that can, can make a long playoff run. Yeah. So just looking back to your freshman year at Cornell there, you had a good season. You had 10 points, 27 games, I believe five goals, five assists. Uh, you talked about adjusting to, to junior hockey this year, but how were you able to adjust to the uh, NCAA division one hockey last year and, and have such a good freshman season? Um, you know, I think obviously a lot of that, that preparation starts in the summer and, um, you know, in the gym and on the ice, but, um, you know, with, with college and kind of the, the later start to the season, we, uh, we got some time to, to practice as a team and, and do a lot of scrimmaging and stuff. And, um, the coaching staff there did a good job, um, kind of throwing the freshmen right into it and, um, kind of giving us all the information that we needed and then, you know, just letting us go out there and play our games. So, um, like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the preparation that, that's put in the summer before you get to school. But um, once we were on campus, there's kind of that long, long kind of period where we uh, were just practicing. And, and like I said, I think the coaching staff did a good job with us um, throwing us in and, and putting us in game situations right away. So, Cornell is an Ivy League school, so a lot of them are – are known for the education side of things. Uh, is it safe to say that uh, education is something that you, uh, you have a strong focus on as well? Yeah, obviously that's uh, something that my, myself and my family put a, put a lot of value in. I think, um, you know, going to the college route and NCAA, that's, that's kind of one of the benefits of it. And then, um, you know, when you get a chance to go to an Ivy league school, it's, um, you know, obviously like a, a cherry on top of that. So, um, you know, I think that was definitely a factor in, in deciding to go to Cornell. But, um, you know, you look at the, the hockey program and the history um, that Cornell provides also on the ice. And, um, you know, the, the culture of that program is, is pretty special. And it was something that I uh, really wanted to be a part of. And, um, you know, really happy that I have the chance to do that. So looking back to last year again, um, I imagine a pretty big highlight was the NHL draft and you were selected in the third round by the Colorado Avalanche in 2019. Uh, what was the draft day experience like for you? Um, obviously it was, uh, you know, one of the most exciting days um, of my life personally and my family, I think, but um, you know, you kind of go in there with, with not too many expectations and um, you know, really anything can happen um, come draft day. So, you know, to hear my name called uh, was obviously a great feeling and something I'm, uh, I'm really thankful for. But, um, yeah, the whole day is, is kind of a bit of a whirlwind. So, um, 
yeah, I think that way it was, like I said, just something that that's really exciting and it's kind of hard to put into words, I guess, but, um, you know, I think it's definitely something that myself and my family are, are really appreciated of and, um, you know, it was a great experience. Uh, the draft was in Vancouver last year. Were you in town for that or did you, did you stay home and kind of hang out and, and watch with your family? Yeah, no, I was able to, to, you know, to, to get out to Vancouver, sorry, and, um, experience it, uh, in person. So, um, you know, it was nice to have my family there and, and some people to, to share that, to share that with. So were you able to attend uh, rookie camp last year? Yeah, we, uh, we flew right, um, from Vancouver down to Colorado and, um, I forget exactly how long we were down there for, but I think it was close to a week and then, uh, then we headed home. But, um, you know, that was also another great experience for, for me and I, obviously everybody there. So, um, yeah, I think we, we did a lot of, I think it was more of a, a development camp as they call it, but, um, you know, I don't think they, they ran us into the ground, like, like some, uh, like some places do. I think it was a lot of, um, you know, stuff that we can, can take back home with us and, and learn from and, and build on. So, um, that was a great experience. And obviously, unfortunately we couldn't, couldn't go this year, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting there next year. So that was uh, over a year ago now. Um, what have the interactions kind of been like with you and the team and management there? Um, do they, do they, are they in constant contact? Do they give you advice, things to work on? What's that relationship like? Yeah, I think they've, uh, they've done a really good job. Um, I think with kind of the COVID circumstances of um, staying in touch with the players and kind of giving us stuff to do and kind of tasks to, to stay on top of and, you know, to better understand ourselves as, as players and people. And, um, you know, we've, we've kind of had little projects and, and stuff to do all, all throughout the summer and, and through the whole COVID, um, COVID time. So, um, yeah, I think I've, I've learned a lot kind of about myself, the program and, um, and everything that way. So I think they've done a really good job with that. So another 2019 Colorado Avalanche draft pick BCHL fans would know. And, uh, he's also also a Nova Scotia kid, is Alex Newhook. Um, uh, do you do you know him? And did you know him before the draft? Yeah, I uh, I've known Alex for for a couple of years now. I guess we uh, we went to the same same prep school there, St Andrews. We we didn't actually attend it together, but um, I think with with him being drafted to the Mooseheads um, previously, he was uh, kind of in town. I think he has some family in Halifax, so. I ran into him a few times there and then obviously the St. Andrews connection, I ran into him. Um, and it just kind of seems like along the way, there's kind of been connections that we've, uh, went bumped into each other and stuff. So we've, uh, become pretty good friends and he's a guy that I talk to every now and then and, and keep in touch with. So, um, you know, that was obviously exciting to, to go to the same team as him and, and experience everything, uh, together. Yeah. Do you guys ever talk about kind of potentially playing together in the future? I know that's, that's a little ways down the road, but uh, do you guys ever talk about that? Does that come up? Uh, I don't know if we talk about playing with each other um, or anything, but, you know, I guess it, it might pop up. Uh, you know, I guess the experiences and everything, the connections that way. And, you know, obviously he'd be a guy that I would uh, love to play with. He's a, a pretty high character guy and, um, you know, somebody that I, you know, I enjoy, enjoy being friends with. So, um, yeah, obviously that would be a, a special guy to, to play with. And obviously with that kind of East coast connection, I think that would, uh, that'd be something that would be, uh, pretty fun for the two of us. So 
just go back to Cornell here for a second. So um, with the the season kind of on hold and not really sure when or if things will start again, did you have the option to stay there and train or or how did that work? Did they give you the option to leave? Like, what was the decision that you had to make there? Yeah, the uh, that whole kind of process. Um, you know, obviously we we were on campus um, as a team and. Uh, we're hoping to kind of get into our, our rink and get in the gym a little bit sooner, I think, than, than it ended up happening. So um, there is a, a little stretch of time that we are there and um, we're kind of doing our best to to make do with what we had. And, um, you know, with the BCHL starting and, and me fortunately being being of age to play in the league and um, talking to our coaches and and Colorado, that was kind of a decision that I made with uh, with all of them to to come here and play some games and. Um, whether that be for the whole year or, or just for part of it until our season starts. Um, it was something that we all agreed on, like, like I said, and um, figured it'd be, be best for my development personally. So Great. Um, yeah, that was a, that was kind of a decision that was made uh, between the three parties. So Great. Well, that is uh, all the questions I got for you. So I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to ta- talk with us today. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thank you. Big thanks to Matthew Steinberg for joining us on the podcast. And another big thanks to our other two guests, Cranbrook Bucks head coach and GM Ryan Donald and Coquitlam Express forward Greg LaPointe. That will do it for this week's edition of the podcast. See you back next week for another one as we get at it again. And please, if you can, subscribe, rate, and share the podcast so we can help grow this thing and reach as many people as possible. And if you're wondering how to watch BCHL action this season, you need to sign up for Hockey TV. Head to HockeyTV.com and sign up for an all-access pass and get access to every BCHL game this season. Thanks again, everybody, and we will talk to you in a week. Hey, 